everybody. Welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, we got a lot to get to today, so let's get right to it. First, we're operating with the Bushlight Apple, which is now the official beer of the Hair Razor Podcast until we find a different beer. And that might even be today because we also have a beer from Breckenridge Brewery of Breckenridge, Colorado. And we'll get to how we got that here today. And Phil and Rhino got a chance to talk to Mike Dom, the Dominator, and we're going to hear from him here today, which is very exciting. We we have a lot going on. It's I I'm, I've ran out of room on the paper. I, I have no more room. Well, you're riding on the back of a UPS uh, label label yep, there, that's but correct. nevertheless, I was still accurate. I have run out of room <laughs> on the label that I'm writing on the back of. <laughs> but before we get to Mike Dom. How about a little bit more of in, out, and what have you? I, I like the ins and outs. It's And one of the first big ins is Phil is back in Sioux Falls. You were gone last week. You loaded up the family truckster, went out to Colorado, last true family man. Phil, yeah. Trout, yep. any, anything happened in Colorado other than you brought back a, what I'm hoping is a delicious beer. We'll I, find out. Yep. But, I, I haven't even tried this beer myself yet, so it's going to be a surprise. Um, drank a lot of sours out there from Breckenridge Brewery, but I could not find it um, on tap or in a liquor store. I did walk over to the Breckenridge Brewery one night to get some, but it was really busy and um, did not end up getting that sour that I'd been drinking. Uh, the biggest thing is I made it up a 14,000-foot mountain, Quandry Peak. On foot? Well, not from zero. I mean, not from sea level all the way up there, but uh, yeah, from from the base of the trail. Yeah, from below <laughs> tree line to a bus that took you up there. Or like well, that. I wish there was a bus that would have taken me down. But, <laughs> but <laughs> when you get to the top of Fourteener and look around, it's pretty awe inspiring. But then you look down and you go, "Oh boy, we're only halfway there." Because going down is almost as bad, if not worse, than coming up. And that's probably something nobody expects. I've never done it. So, yeah, lots of boulders, lots of rocks. Um, at the end, I was walking very much so like an old, old man um, who, I don't know, been riding horse too long. I don't know, because <laughs> I had blisters on my feet. I could barely move my legs anymore, my quads, my... Like everything in my legs is just completely destroyed. Probably carried a little too much in the backpack because we probably overdressed. I grabbed a couple different cameras and my drone. Jen warned me. She's always right. I'm always wrong. This time again, she was very much so right because we got three quarters of the way up and I was like, I'm pretty sure I grabbed way too much stuff. But did, we made it. Did you try to run the drone at the top? I flew the drone around um, just just at the tree line uh there was a few too many there's a lot of people up there at the top so i didn't i didn't want to interrupt their um their experience, <laughs> their experience by flying a drone around but uh i did fly the drone around later on in the vacation and um got some got some pretty cool what i thought was pretty cool footage and pictures and whatnot but um yeah colorado i haven't i haven't been out there in the summer in a while uh Pretty fun place. No, I only ask because I didn't know if you had training in operating a drone at elevation. I didn't know if it would operate differently or... You know, I, I didn't notice okay. for the most part, but I haven't had this drone for very long, so... Well... It was a good time. It's good the to trip, have it's good the to trip have back, back was the trip back was long. I forgot how long it takes to get out of Colorado. And then when we got out of Colorado, you still have to drive across Nebraska. <laughs> Which is very flat, lots of corn, lots of soybeans, but it all looked good, all very green. So, yes, I eighty. Well, the the thing that I've noticed about I eighty is you can go 
90. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am feeling very refreshed back here at our altitude. I don't know what the altitude here is in Sioux Falls, but lots of oxygen down here. Very refreshed. Went and worked out the other morning. Felt great because there's real oxygen here. Well, I'm glad you're refreshed because now I'm just going to bring in misery to your life here because we're going to talk about what's, what's okay. out. We need a refresh fill to address some of these things. Hey, here's something that's out that is a positive. And sure. those are baseballs when the Twins are at bat. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. That was that was phenomenal. Baseball's back, baseball is in, and when the Twins hit the baseball, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, baseball's in unless you're the Twins and an opposing team pitcher. When you start the season, first pitch, one pitch, one home run, Max Kepler, and then he hits another one, second at bat. He's our leadoff guy, right? Like, yep. look out. Uh, Nelson Cruz, what, does he have a couple home runs so far this year? Yep. I mean, just dealing, dealing. And here's the thing. It's a short season. You have to get off to a fast start. If you get off to a slow start, it's it's all over. You got to get off to that fast start, hold that hold that pace, just, just like in racing, right? Just when we talk sprint cars, get out in the front and see if you can't hold her down. That's what the Twins need to do, and that's what they're doing right now. You knock out some, a few two out of threes on these series, and you're comfortably the, in front. The, now The season gets short real fast. Now, here's the more interesting part, though. If I understand it right, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, and it's just you here, so it'll just be you. Okay. It's based on winning percentage. So if you're the Florida Marlins, who have missed some games, it doesn't count against you. So if you're 2-1... and one, and you're you're at the six 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 seven. You now have a great winning percentage. So, Am I right about that? So yes. So I had a conversation with another guy about that. Of well, if you if you're getting towards the end of the season, maybe we get COVID on purpose, and now we just guaranteed ourselves a you know a week and a half a half break, rest up the arms, and we go in the postseason pretty refreshed. I don't know. Bill Belichick would do it. Hey, that's great. I mean, it's like I've shot a seventy-two after nine. Yeah, <laughs> and just stop. That's that's it. We're we're there. We got it. I, mean, I don't know how you don't try. And there isn't enough time, right, to make to make those games up. So if you're Major League Baseball, you're between a rock and a hard place. But but boy, maybe. Well, sorry, sorry, Marlins, you screwed up. That's a forfeit. That's a forfeit. That's a forfeit. I mean, you all, that's what I would do. You guys, if you can't keep your guys I don't healthy, know. it's I don't fun know. right now. Right now, we have the intersection of comedy and reality, and they're all actually both the same. <laughs> they just keep going up and down. <laughs> Somebody else that's out, as long as they're talking about outs in baseball, Joe Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> How unfair is that? One, it's what did they figure out? That's twenty two percent of the games, or twenty. No, probably not that many. But, but they're, they're taking total games. He's 22 pitch, games, He's a yeah. pitcher, eight games. Yeah, starting pitcher. So he's going to miss two starts. I mean, that's quite a bit yeah. in a 60-game sale, 60-season. Um, but here's the thing, Major League Baseball. You didn't do anything to the Astros, and they cheated. They literally cheated and won a World Series. And now this dude who plunks them, which everybody knew was going to happen, you're going to sit him down? And one, he did not get warned during the game about throwing at batters. Two, he did not get kicked out of the game. But yet you're going to give him this probably one of the stiffest penalties anybody's ever received for throwing at somebody. And at a team that shouldn't have a World Series, that you're just allowing them to be like, ah, you cheated. 
oh well, here's here's your trophy. What does that tell? Oh, whatever. I don't know. So all right, keep I'm, throwing at the ass. I'm writing this down. Phil's in charge of vigilante justice. Got it. <laughs> yeah. We'll remember that. Keep throwing at him. While we're on the baseball thing, something else out of baseball on the outside, the Blue Jays are out of Canada. <laughs> Canada <laughs> said, beat it, nerd. Wow, tough. Like, like we were supposed to go to Niagara Falls instead of uh, instead of Colorado for the vacation, but that obviously... Well, there is a United States side. There is, but we wanted to see it from all sides. And oh, okay. you can't get into Canada, so that got scratched. Apparently, they also say, well, Toronto... If you're not going to have fans, you're really not bringing any revenue anyways, get out. So now they're playing in Buffalo. Buffalo. I thought they were going to play. On the other side of Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least they get you to see that side. Both. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to play in Pittsburgh. And the last I had heard they were playing in Pittsburgh. But that apparently Pittsburgh said, no, you guys are just they're saying, too good for I us. Mean, we don't have enough well, hotels for you. Yeah. I like that attitude. I mean, basically what they're saying is we don't want another team coming in and I, apparently they ran out of disinfectant. They don't want somebody else touching all their stuff and following all the protocols. So now the Blue Jays have to play in a triple-A From stadium. what I hear, though, it's one of the best triple-A stadiums. It's still a triple-A stadium. We've yep. seen Canary Stadium, right? Well, that's I mean, it's not. I get it. But, we, I mean, you have seen Omaha Stadium. Omaha had a very nice yep. stadium for the Royals. And why that's that's really where they should should have sent them was down to Omaha to play in that stadium. Not taking anything away from the Canaries, who are doing very well and continue to play great. But it is kind of the difference between St. Paul playing in their stadium and then playing yes. in Sioux Falls. Yes, yes, Which yes. is the same thing as the Blue Jays going from. I, I would have, yeah, I would very much assume that... Uh, the the St. Paul Saints would much rather be playing in their stadium. Are they going back now? I, I saw on Twitter that uh, St. Paul gave a big thank you to the Canaries for being so hospitable. Forever? Ever. So we just have two, am, I don't even know what they are, two independent league yeah, teams independent in the city league. of Sioux Falls. That, Exciting. Fine. It'd be great. Lots of baseball. Lots of baseball. <laughs> But I'm out of baseball. All right. Now we're that think, things that are out, baseball now. We're another out thing from last time, another thing that's out is all the name suggestions for the Washington football team because they picked none. <laughs> they just want to. It's like, right? What will we call it? The Washington football team. We're do, like, we're just going to play football. Like, how could you be so unorganized that you, that you decide, okay, I mean, and they were pushed into it, but they're maybe you know, probably making the right decision, but to not have a clue. Like, there's nobody in marketing that's just that we just don't have sent back there going. Like, we don't have a plan B. Like, no, no, no idea. I, it's entirely possible that everybody's distracted from the name right now. That, But you work in marketing for the team. You can't tell me you can't figure something out. And I understand it's a big task to undertake. Don't get me wrong. But coming up with a name, and then let's build off of that. Like we can't, we can't brainstorm for about forty-eight hours. And guys, let's just get this knocked out. It, it's the hot pocket scenario. What'd you come up with? Hot pocket. Yeah, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> That's a catchy tune. We'll, we'll just call it the Washington Football Team. Yeah, well, you're just going with WAS. Uh, yeah, it's that's Dan Snyder for you though. That guy, I, however, he made enough money to buy that football team. He is, he, I don't know, blows my mind. Maybe it's out of spite, uh, and that very that? well could How be. We're that? gonna play a year without a name just out of spite. Yep. 
People have done done more out of spite. Absolutely. I, I actually kind of embraced that a little bit. <laughs> fair, 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 fairly certain Donald Trump ran for president out of spite. so <laughs> And nobody expected him to win. But here we are. Well, another thing that's out, unfortunately, is the game against Butler. So yeah. So getting back to the hair razors and... And tailgating? Actually, now when I go back to our previous episodes and how we predicted things were going south in a hurry, the dominoes continue to tip a little bit. So Butler's out. Basically, so the FCS is down to 7 out of 13 conferences that are still committed to, as of, as of this right recording, now, yeah. playing football. I talk about not being. Who cares about the name of the Washington football team? If I'm if if I'm working in these schools, how do you do anything? How do you how do you plan? You you can't plan more than thirty minutes down the road. No, no, and that's 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 where whereas the Washington football team had no plan B. I have a feeling Justin Sell and the other athletic athletic directors are having plans A through Z as to what they're going to do because nobody has a clue um so what, our f- what do you think i'm sorry to interrupt you but what do you think our chances are of uh so so southern illinois as of right now picked up they they got a replacement game with kansas what do you think our chances sdsu's chances are picking up a replacement game somewhere against somebody maybe in the big 12 i saw a lot of uh rumors you know on social media talking about iowa state um I, I hope it happens. I would love to see it. Uh, our geography, like if Southern Illinois picked up Kansas, that that hurts us because they're in a more regional area for us than what they are for Southern Illinois. Iowa State would be great. Um, I, I still see us with the potential of maybe playing a Wyoming, um, maybe Colorado State, if they start losing a few games here or there because it's it, I think it's easy to get to. Um it, it also depends on what the Missouri Valley Conference wants to do. I mean, if you've lost that first game now, you had a bye week, you lost the Nebraska game, which is $550,000, like we talked to last time, which is probably, what, 50% of our athletic budget or you know, probably right in that. Um, you would love to pick up a game. But it also offers a lot of flexibility if, if the more games you can get through – earlier in the year before maybe something happens, you know, and I think that's where the big 10 is at of we're going to move some games around and maybe play every other week. And maybe that's what the the Missouri Valley conference ends up deciding to do is, you know, this weekend, we're going to move this game from here to here to give everybody a little bit different type of break. I don't know. Hopefully we can pick up, maybe we can pick up K K state. I don't know. So if you're in charge of scheduling and what have you, the NCAA has not made a decision on fall sports uh, in terms of championships. So that happens next week, next week, Tuesday, August 4th. I thought they said they're going to come out with with a little more guidance. Right. Everybody just keeps in in the Missouri Valley continues to say we will wait and everybody's going to make a decision by the end. Absolutely. So how would that cloud, not cloud, but how would that affect your decision if the NCAA says we are not you. There is no Frisco. That's not happening. Uh, then, then I think you still need to take on the mentality of we need to play football because we have bills to pay, and that's what it comes down to. Is is even if there's no Frisco, no championship, 
Um, these, especially for the seniors, you guys have been here, dedicated your time. We have bills to pay. Um, you know, baseball last year and those those spring sports and summer sports that was tough because all those seniors are out. But for football, it's we have bills to pay, and in order to pay those bills, we have to get some football games in a stadium. Uh, that's as long as it's safe. I mean, you always got to come back to that. But that's what I kind of look at. Now, remember, the the NCAA is in charge of of, of FCS, right? But yep. it's not necessarily in charge of your Power Five it's because they don't Bowl they can do whatever they want. Absolutely. And so that's that's the conundrum that it kind of you know. NCAA can say there's no Frisco, but Correct. like all these teams can still say we're playing football. Yep. Like in all these conferences, we just don't have any playoffs. Well, the playoffs, playoffs probably don't really help as far as bringing money into football programs, nah, attendance-wise. But some of that could probably right, goes other places. We don't know what that looks like. Either, exactly, so. we don't know how all that's broke out. But if you can have a regular season with some fans for football, which I still, I still honestly believe they're going to have a regular season. I'm, I'm back on this train. They're going to have a regular season. It's going to be season ticket holders who get a, who get to be in the stadium because then at least that's money that we've already probably brought in and spent. So it's real hard to give it back. So we can figure that out. Wear a mask, come in the stadium, do whatever you have to do. Um, that's where I think it's going to probably end up. Hey, if if dominoes start falling and suddenly uh, Kansas State or something falls in our lap, absolutely. Now you have three weeks to work with at the beginning of the year to make that work too. See what happens. Well, it should be interesting. So we're right in the day. We're at a JMU. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing JMU on the schedule. I mean, if, if they have a few games because that have fallen through. Because they have to play an independent schedule right now because they're conference. Completely are, independent. They're, they're conference. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. But they're allowed to do what they want. They can do what they want. Yeah. So if I'm them, I let's let's schedule an SDSU or you know if we go out there or they come here, <laughs> whatever, we'll do both. <laughs> play, them, play them twice. <laughs> it's like basketball. Well, I again hoping for the best, but again the the list F- that fearing under, the worst. <laughs> the list that I have under the outs is much bigger than the ends, and I guess to add to that, the non-conference for the Summit League. Which affects volleyball and and um, uh, soccer. soccer. They're your two major ones. Not leaving um, anybody out. Is there I mean, is there cross country? We have a, we have extremely good cross country team, um, especially on the the men's side. Um, that is, hopefully, they can all do their sports as well. Maybe just go down to and play a conference, you know, conference games. I think what everybody is pushing back, and the reason is they kind of want kids to get through three weeks of school to see how. Things go once all the students are back on campus. Yep, that's what I think. Yep, absolutely. It, if we can get through three weeks without any huge catastrophes, then Whatever then we the keep rolling. Of that is, yeah. <laughs> but at least you know what. Let's get to the ends and let's as in let's put some of this Breckenridge beer in a glass. All right, so this yeah. is Strawberry Sky. How'd you pick this one, Philip? I, I don't know. Um, I was looking for an ale. It was right next to a 15-pack of other beers from Breckenridge Brewery. And I said, well, it looks it looks neat. And so I bought it. So It looks a lot like a bush light apple. It does look like very much so like a bush light apple. But I couldn't find a sour. I was trying to find a sour. And I saw strawberry, so I thought, well. But it, but it is an ale. It looks like a bush light. 
It smells like a beer. And no, it's good. It actually has a little bit more flavor than the which I would expect. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, if Rhino was here, he'd say I can't taste I, it, and he'd say it's <laughs> yep, it's it's, it's beer. Um, I I mean, I just take a drink of Bushlight Apple, and so I need to cleanse the palate to truly get a true taste of it. But as as we continue the podcast, I will continue drinking it, and I'll give you more of my. But yeah, it's it's not a heavy beer. By any means. We will wait on your evaluation. <laughs> so things that are in. The NBA is back, started today, so we're recording this on Thursday this afternoon. Jazz Pelicans would have started. Clippers Lakers play later tonight. Tomorrow you can watch basketball from all day. at one thirty. All you last game starts at eight. All you betters out there that have been starved for something to wager your money on that haven't jumped into Robin Hood. <laughs> That's trading. A, I got uh, DraftKings stock. Let's go. Yeah, folks. let's go. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, sports are back. I mean, got baseball back. Major League Soccer's been back. By the way, back to baseball. What is in is if you want your face back behind the the home plate, just take a picture of yourself on the whatever Twins app. They'll put the cutout cut out of your face back there behind home plate. I'm not sure that's something I want. I'm just, I'm just. Will they send me the cutout later? Can I get? Ooh, that that would be awesome. Now for that, for that, that would be cool. Um, Because then I'm going to send a picture of you, and then I'm going (laughs) to have to cut out. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, Yeah, that is that is something I did not know that was something. Yeah, Rhino told me last night that that was something. So we're sending a picture of him too. Yeah. (laughs) We got. We're going to have two uh, two out of three hair razors. We have to have all three hair razors. What does this cost? 80 bucks? Oh, well, that's... I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's, that's what we it. thought. Oh, I think so. If I get the cutout back. Boy, that's a big thing to mail back. Maybe if you pay 100, they'll mail, mail it back. All right. All it's right. going to take more than two stamps. I need that cutout. That seems like it'd be great. <laughs> oh, anyways. Well, yes, now, sports are back. NBA's back. Major League Soccer. Major League Baseball. Not only is the NBA in, but somebody that should be in the NBA... One, Mike Dom, the Dominator. You and Rhino had a chance to talk with him. That's awesome. Is he in Spain? What's the story there? And well, I'm looking forward to hearing from him. Um, yeah, we had uh, we had the opportunity to talk to him last night. Um, and uh, I'll let him explain the situation of where he's at and how uh, why he might not be in the bubble and that whole thing. So we'll uh, we'll get to that interview right now. All right, everybody. Uh, this is a pretty good one for us. Uh, we'd like to welcome Mike Dom to the podcast. How's, how's it going, going, Mike? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're doing good, buddy. Good. Well, you know, mo- no, most of our guests, I have to do this introduction. I don't think that anybody we need to listen to right now needs an introduction. No, I, don't, I don't think Mike Dom needs an introduction. No. Here. But if you do... Um, he is a three thousand point scorer, a thousand point or a thousand rebound uh, grabber, yeah, and an all time great at SDSU. That's right, and plays professional ball overseas. So my big question right now is, Mike, is where are you at? You've been in Spain, you've been out in uh, Ohio. Where are you at right now? Right now, I'm I'm chilling in good old Western Nebraska with my family. Uh, um, just kind of getting prepped and ready to to head back overseas. 
but no, I've kind of bebopped all over the place. I was in Portland for a little bit with my girlfriend, and like you said, Columbus, and now I'm just spending time with the family on the in, in good old Nebraska. That's awesome. I was just I just made a road trip back from Colorado, so I was in western Nebraska for a little little bit. Beautiful place out there. Very flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw and yeah. we saw last night that you wrapped up one of your final practices. I think it must be stateside. Uh yeah, it was in uh Colorado actually with uh my old AAU coach from Fort Collins. So He's kind of been a, a guy that's worked me out this summer while I've been home. Um, it's just nice to kind of have that connection from high school still and be able to, you know, get good work in even though I'm back here in Nebraska. And we'll get to that here at the end of the podcast. But, uh, you know, as as we mentioned, you know, your junior year, I uh, declare for the NBA draft. Uh, you exercise your option to come back to SDSU, which I think which we love. Yeah, which we loved. And obviously, we've gone to a lot of games, and we were there live. You just looked like you just enjoyed your senior year that year. Uh, it was uh, it was a blessing, you know, for me. You know, a lot of people thought that if I wasn't going to come back, there was a possibility I was going to transfer. But there was no, no, no thought of that in my mind. Um, I knew, you know, the coaching staff, my teammates, and just the, you know, Brookings community and surrounding area community as a whole – was something that I didn't want to just, you know, kind of abandon. Um, and I'm a big guy on, you know, starting something and finishing it where you start. So for me, I, I enjoyed my senior year so much. The people I was around, um, you know, just getting to play the game that I love was, uh, was a blessing. And you had a great team around you. I mean, you go back to Jenkins, you go back to, you know, just I think – for a fan, that was one of the most enjoyable years yeah. I've ever seen. Just a, a fun group of guys who looked like they had fun playing basketball with each other. Yeah, it definitely was, you know, and that's one thing. I mean, obviously, we had so much support from from all of our fans that it was just fun for us to interact on the court. I'm, I'm glad that everyone could see, like, our emotions and how much we just enjoyed playing basketball with each other and in front of everyone, you know, at Frost Arena or wherever we traveled. You know, we always had support, so... It was definitely a special year. Well, and you know, and you look back, you know, that was that would have been Otz's second year. You look back, you know, to your junior year, about halfway through the season, I think with about a month left, there was question if SCSU basketball was going to make the postseason is who falls. And then you guys go to Omaha, turn it all around, and it's like almost from that point on, you guys had a season and a half of just everybody got it, all the way from you, Jenkins, all the way down to – Mr. Assistant, Assistant, Assistant Coach, Bo Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, those years were definitely crazy. Um, you know, that tournament run we had in the Summit League was wild. And the next year, you know, um, we kind of had a dead set once Ots was kind of settled in, too. But it was, I mean, we, we definitely, you know, I've had my fair share of ups and downs in college. But at the end of the day, I just enjoyed it so much. Um, I enjoyed the people I was with so much. Um, and that was just kind of one of my main focuses. I just wanted to make sure that I was giving, you know, the guys on the team, you know, their best experience and making sure that uh, everyone was just kind of taken care of. So at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day for me, it was, it was just fantastic and, and something fun to be a part of. And then from all of us on the SDSU side, rode along with you to, through the NBA draft. It didn't happen. Obviously, it's, you know, things are meant to be in a way. And I know you're one of those guys that, you know, 
you're big on your faith and everything that happens for a reason. You end up with the Trailblazers for Summer Ball in 2019. To me personally, and I think Phil feels the same way, we watched a lot of it. I know your games were midday, but I don't think you had the opportunity to succeed in a way, to showcase what you had. And, you know, from your junior year to senior year, they had you put on, what was it, like 25 pounds? Yeah. So, you know, you yeah. had that dynamic. And then now, I and we'll get to the TBT here soon, but they said that, you know, I think you've lost like 30 pounds since... I, everyone's exaggerating. It's it hasn't even been that much. It was like fifteen pounds. Yeah. So you're, you're not seven four anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're, no. you're looking lean and mean, though, my man. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. But no, I think everyone got a hold of some of those numbers and then just started exaggerating uh, some of them. But no, like you said, I mean, for me, um, you know, going through the draft process, a lot of people didn't know, but I had a stress fracture in my foot again. Uh, at the very end of my senior year so that kind of hindered all my draft workouts and I didn't get a workout for a single NBA team um, I didn't really have that opportunity to you know go to the the NBA combine and, and just kind of show people what I was capable of firsthand just because you know it does sometimes hurt you when you go to a mid-major school unless you are a highly touted guy coming out of high school um, but for me, you know, I, I did get the, you know, I was very fortunate to still, you know, crack the door open with the Trailblazers and be able to, you know, get on the Summer League squad. Um, but I agree, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I wish I would have gotten more of an opportunity to play uh, during that Summer League session. Uh, I thought I had real good practices the week prior in Portland, you know, leading up to, leading up to Summer League. Um, but for me, like you said, you know, I, I, I try to focus on the the here and the now and stay present. And then I wasn't worried about what was going to happen in the future or what happened in the past. You know, I was just grateful for the opportunity that, that I was given. And, uh, and uh, I was just trying to make the most of it. So, you know, from that point, I knew I probably wasn't going to get a shot at the NBA at that time. And then going overseas was, was obviously a fantastic opportunity for me. But, uh, you know, obviously at the end of the day, NBA is still a dream. Um, opportunities can come and go, and, you know, I'm just going to be ready whenever yeah. whenever the next one is. Yeah. Well, speaking of the here and now, I would, uh, even though the, the uh, Champagne team did not win the tournament, I would have to say you walked away from that as the most known player in the TBT tournament. So that, I mean, you made your mark here over the, you know, over two weeks or one week of basketball. Yeah, the T, you know, the TBT was awesome. It was, you know, something that was kind of spontaneous for me, um, and it, and it came up. You know, I knew the the GM of the Illinois team uh, that I played with. I knew one of the guys on the team, um, but other than that, it was kind of a new scenario going into it. But you know, I was kind of prepared for. I was just, I just really wanted to play any sort of basketball I could in the summertime. Obviously, with how crazy. Uh, the world was at the time and still is with all the COVID stuff. Um, I was just very fortunate to be able to play live basketball during that time. Yeah. And uh, no, the TBT, TBT definitely turned out to be a blessing for me. And I definitely think that, you know, in the long run, that's, that's really going to help me out. So Mike, let me ask you this. So when we, when you were originally announced to, as a team, the Iowa United team announced that you were going to be on the Iowa team. Can you can you go and explain why some of the details were th 
you were on that team, and then you got adopted by the Illinois team. Yeah, why you couldn't play with Peter Jack and uh, Matt Mooney? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, Iowa United did a great job uh, of kind of reaching out, explaining to me, you know, the situation, what what's going to happen, things like that. And I was really bought in. I thought we had a, a unique, you know, a unique group of guys on that team. You know, some high level professional players, some a lot of a lot of Iowa guys, um, Iowa alumni guys. Um, and they reached out to me, and I was super excited to play with it. And, and originally, you know, the TBT was planning on doing, you know, everything pretty normal. They had, like, 10, 10 city locations, and then obviously we're going to consolidate down to, you know, two or three for the championship weekend. And uh, and uh, then the TBT announced that they're only doing, you know, 2014 tournament. Um, and the Iowa United guys did just a great job of staying in touch with me, like letting me know. Like, hey, it doesn't look like we're going to make the field of 24, um, you know, but we can help you with, you know, trying to get on a team that you want. Um, and then that's kind of when the the House of Pain one reached out to me because they knew they were going to make the cut. And that's just kind of why I transitioned from one team to the next. Um, but, I mean, if you look at it, if Iowa United would have been invited, I would have for sure played for them. Um, but I was just fortunate to be able to get picked up by a team who made the TBT uh, this summer. What was Iowa's rank? I couldn't even tell you. It was and how did they I rank know. them? I know, I know, it goes off of defending champ takes one or something like that. And yeah, well, a lot of it was like based on based on like social media following and, and oh, fan geez. base. So, so that's why. Yeah, so you could have. There was like teams in there that I'm surprised got in, but they got in just because they had a good following. Um, but I couldn't tell you what went into the the committee of who picked the brackets and, and who made the rankings of, of any of that. So obviously a lot of our listeners are probably going to know the TBT. It started back in 2014. It's a million dollar purse. It's split between all the players. Um, again, you started out with Iowa United. I would say you got picked up on waivers by, by uh, the house of pain. The first round you beat war Tampa, which I looked at their roster. It looked like a, a bunch of misfits. It, like usually, you think it's from somebody like there's some UCF guys and something like that. Uh, well, I think they were a 17 seed. You guys were a 16 seed. The second round is the big upset, is a 16-1, and that's against Carmen's Crew, which is a bunch of Ohio State guys. Yeah. And that's where you rolled in. You had 21-10 the first game, which I mean, you can go back on like greenberg and all these guys they were like get this guy to the nba get him to the bubble the second game you come out 23 points light it up again but i know my boy has a question for (laughs) you so i'm a big i'm from originally from iowa and a hawkeye fan is aaron Kraft as annoying to play with play against as it looks as he is on the court because that guy, when he was in college, he looked like he was a nuisance. But I mean, an incredible basketball player. But oh my goodness, he's, I would, he's I would kind hate of a pest. playing. He's yeah, a he's, pest. A pest. he's one of those pest players. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was tough to play against for sure. You know, it's funny. Uh, I know I was watching on social media after the game. The Illinois alumni they were tr- they were just going after him, roasting him because they've obviously seen him before. But. Uh, no, he was. I mean, he's he's a great player, and the dude is. He's so smart. Um, obviously, like this was his last year of playing, and he's yeah. like heading to become a doctor now. Um, yeah. Um, but he, uh, no, he's he's definitely he's just one of those players that 
you know, finds a way to finds a way to just will his team to win. Yeah. And you can just tell he's a winning player. He makes winning plays. He's a general. You know, he keeps everyone on the court on his side, just very calm and under control. You always feel like you know you have a chance to win any game if you're playing with him. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it was fun to play against him. It was fun to play you know against a lot of those guys you know who are former NBA players or high level high-level overseas guy so mm-hmm. the, the competition of the tournament was fantastic but no those two yeah. those first two games were 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 amazing i mean i'm a but it was still a, a fantastic experience yeah so speaking of overseas you mentioned earlier um when are you supposed to leave and go back to spain because you i mean you just re-upped with them like what is like kind of what is the I leave on Friday. You leave on Friday. Yeah, so I'm. I, it's a quick turnaround for me. Um, but yeah, I head back. I head back over to Spain to the same team I was on last year. You know, I was very fortunate to. You know, I actually got. I got my contract before the season ended last year, but I didn't sign until right before COVID started. So then they kind of just kept it low key. Didn't really say anything about it until you know they just announced it a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm heading back over there very soon. The good, you know, it's it's positive looking for me because it sounds like they're going to be able to start season on time, yeah. um, and kind of get things rolling again, which which is nice because I'm I'm ready to get things normal. I'm ready to play basketball again. So I'm I'm looking forward to heading over there. It it, it does seem early to me, but I'm looking forward to being over there again. So a quick kind of post tournament question for you. You got a lot of the press, obviously. Your normal fans noticed that's the Dom we know. So, was there? So you said that it's been under wraps for a couple weeks. Was there? Was there a clause that stated that hey, if an NBA team does reach out to me and I'm able to get down to the bubble, is this something that can happen, or was were you locked into that overseas contract? Yeah. So it's actually an interesting. Uh, 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 so, but I actually wouldn't have been able to play at all down in the bubble because that's technically still finishing last year's season. Oh, you no, know, this year's season. So I wasn't on contract, and and they they announced that only guys who had an NBA or G League contract from last year were allowed to um, ah. be able to get picked up by a team. So. It, even if I would have been put on an NBA contract, I wouldn't have been able to go to the bubble. I would have been I would have been eligible to play this upcoming NBA season. So that's why I think people were kind of confused and they're like, "Oh, you're for sure going to get down there." And I'm like, "No, it would be physically it's, impossible." It's you exactly almost possible. forget that it's this. It's, it's a continuous. Last, it's been that long that exactly, there's been basketball. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I, I honestly, God, just blown away by. That. I didn't even realize yeah. that. So, yep. so back to Spain. I mean, you were over there for. Um, six months, eight months. I mean, how long were you were you there? Because I mean, your season obviously got cut short. He signed July of twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah, I was over there. I was over there. I got there mid August, and I want to say I was over there till April. Okay, so about about eight months. I want to say um, it was you know it was a crazy season. So much fun. You know, I'm very fortunate. The the top league in Spain. The basketball over there is insane, and I mean, how many guys come from Spain and get drafted into the NBA? Yeah, you know, Luka Doncic was playing with Real Madrid two years ago, and there's some, there's such so many high level people that play over in Spain, either you know current NBA players or former ones that you know bounce back and forth. 
Um, but it was a it was a fantastic season, you know, for me, rookie season. I feel like every year there's just a learning curve to, you know, coming from high school to college, college to professional. Um, and now I feel like I'm really starting to, you know, just absorb all the information and what I need to do to just keep improving my game. Um, but then, you know, season was going and it was going good. And then all the COVID stuff hit and it just kind of cut things short. But um, And it you know, hit I'm you guys I, first pretty hard. Yeah, so we, we jumped. I remember seeing the reports like it was, you know, China, then it hit Italy. And then suddenly Spain like jumped and topped everything for a while. Um, but no, we went from, it was a crazy time. We went from, we played a game on Saturday, practice Monday, practice Tuesday. They called us in on Wednesday and said, all right, the next game on Saturday, we're playing in front of no fans. <laughs> and we're like, okay, it'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting, but I'm glad we're going to continue playing. And then Wednesday to Thursday, they call us back in and they pretty much are like, uh, yeah, looks like season's pretty much postponed indefinitely. Don't know when the restart update's going to be. And that's kind of when our coaches were telling us, uh, you know, you guys should head home uh, or you can stay here and you can wait it out. And, and I know the, the two other Americans on my team, they, they bounced right away and came back to the States. But I, my agent was telling me, just in case, you might as well just stay there and wait it out. Um, so I decided to just chill in Spain for a little bit longer. And uh, um, once season kind of was, was told how they were going to reform it and finish it, we didn't make the top 12 team cut, and then I was able to come back home. Sure. Well, and that's like so our family had an exchange student because our kids go to spanish immersion school over here in sioux falls and so we had an exchange student from spain and so when all this was going down in spain we we kept talking to her and you guys were literally locked in your houses i mean not literally locked in your houses but not really allowed to leave unless you're able to go get groceries i mean right yeah no that it was literally it was a crazy scenario we could only leave to go outside to get yeah to get groceries like you couldn't just leisurely walk around you couldn't drive around in a car with more than two people um and they kind of just had the police roaming around and they were they were finding people like they were finding people if you were outside and you weren't within a certain vicinity of a grocery store um so it was definitely a crazy time but i mean at the end of the day it forced people to stay inside. It forced people to kind of slow the, the spread of the virus around. Um, but it was it was an interesting time, but it was one that, you know, it didn't really affect me at all. Yeah. So you mentioned you, you – okay, so you're Kimball to Brookings to Spain. Heck of a ride. <laughs> That's one way, one way to travel. So you say they couldn't, you couldn't play in front of fans. For the SDSU fans and your normal fans, can you give us a picture of, like – the stadiums, the fan base, uh, who's all there? Because, I mean, growing up as a sports fan, you hear, you know, some horror stories of, you know, food, lodging, payments not getting paid and all this. So the minute you say, hey, I'm going from Kimball to Brookings to overseas, obviously you're a professional, and you probably handle yourself better than anybody I know that is at a level that you're at. Picture us a picture like, hey, this is like, are we in front of like because Frost is what forty four thousand fans? You you've made a tournament and it's fifteen twenty thousand fans. Give us a little picture of like what Spain provides for you as like a fan base, not just professionally. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's awesome over in Spain. You know, for me in my city, we're actually kind of lucky. You know, Spain is huge with soccer. 
and we're one of the only uh, you know ACB teams who doesn't have a soccer team in their city. So all the fans in Spain or in my city, Santiago, they just love basketball. Um, but the, to try to give you guys a picture, the stadium, the stadium, you know, it's it's not it's it's a little bit bigger than Frost Arena. It's a bowl. It's a bowl shaped stadium. Um, but it seats about 10,000, just a little bit bigger. And we probably get around 5,000 to 6,000 fans a game. And those fans are so rowdy. They're, they're cussing at you. <laughs> they're like Spanish. soccer fans over there. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're cussing at you in Spanish. They're, if you walk <laughs> over to the sideline there, they'll sit there and stand up and, you know, you're a couple feet away from them over on the sidelines on the bench and they'll just, they'll sit there and just talk, try to talk your ear off and try to just, I don't even know what they're saying because I don't understand Spanish. So it's probably, it's probably good. It's probably a good thing for me. Um, but I just end up. It's a, a couple times I know I just went over there. I was laughing, but no, it's it's awesome. And the stadiums. I don't think people realize the stadiums we play at overseas over in Spain. You know, they're high level stadiums. They're they're almost NBA style stadiums um, that we get to play in. So it's it's pretty cool. The atmosphere. Um, in general and then you know everything outside of basketball is fantastic too you know just being able to kind of travel a small part of the world and 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 culturally you know try to submerge myself in something different get out and try the food um and just living in a different lifestyle has been has been something that's pretty cool for me yeah so my question to you is do you know how to read your own team's tweets because <laughs> when you got signed there and they, they put them out and you said something. I'm so like, I'm assuming that Dom's happy because I, I, I can't read Spanish that I, well. I had my kids read it to me. Do you have like a like a translation app on your phone that says, "Hey," or does someone do it for you? Tell us the truth. No, so I well, I do have a translation app, but it's actually funny. I I I hired a private tutor when I first got over to Spain last year, uh. so I uh, I started to study it um and and learn it so i can read it better i can i can uh listen to it and understand it better than i can actually speak it speaking it's still super hard for me and and we'll see if i if i try to learn anymore when i go back over there but i, I like to call myself i i know a little bit of a little bit of spanish but my spanish is dirty i can lightly, <laughs> i can lightly speak to the people like when i go eat i'm fine i can communicate if i'm looking for yeah. groceries i can communicate but if if i'm just sitting down and uh, we're at a bar and someone starts talking. I can catch up a few words and then I try to formulate back, but it's it's not pretty. So yeah. it's Spanish with a Kimball accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a country a country Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of fans, if you see a dark haired girl over there with an SDSU shirt, she is the one that we have converted over to being an SDSU fan. We took her to Froster in. She loves basketball. Uh, this is our exchange student. Um, loves basketball. We brought her to SDSU games, and she's like, oh, my gosh, that Dom guy is just, he's just awesome. And then when she found out she got signed in Spain, she's like, I need to go, I need to go watch him play. She didn't get a game last year. Um, but, but wasn't she, like, close to Macy? Uh, she the, Macy was in their area. Yeah, you guys, she lives in a different town. But I think she said that you guys might be playing a team that's much closer to her town this coming up year. So she's excited to come watch you play. In an SDSU yeah, you have shirt. to, you have to, yeah, you have to let me know her name. Um, but no, I was gonna say because I was super. Macy's town was only like an hour fifteen away from mine. Um, but no, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. I can I can get her tickets wherever we're at. So. Did you guys ever catch up, you and Macy Miller? 
We never did. It, we had we had such different schedules. Every time she was free, I was either gone away. We talked. We talked almost the whole year, and we talked about just trying to meet up somewhere and grab dinner or something. But we just never, never were able to. Her her schedule and my schedule just didn't match up very well. Yeah, and then a worldwide pandemic hits and kind of just Shut destroys everything, down. right? So exactly. But uh, I think Rhino had uh, a few quick questions for here. We can wrap it up to to get you going. We know you're busy. Um, this this is uh so let her, let her go here. We we try to tell you when we're gonna be like a normal like interview. We probably I probably became like a normal interview, but kind of on a on a fan base. But I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little segment to a podcast called uh, Fun Question Fun Five Questions with Mike Dom. Sure. So it's only gonna be a one time thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, Mike knows these are coming, but he doesn't know what the questions are. So. Okay. Do your buddies have a drinking game? Uh, how many times they mention your mom during a telecast? <laughs> uh, no, they don't. But I think they should create one. But if they do partake, I guarantee you they'll be they'll be done by about ten p.m. before before the game's even over. Okay, and this will lead in my second one because I, I, I met your mom a hundred times going up to SDS events, so. Not trying to say, hey, I'm Facebook friends with Mike's mom, but, you know, we are. What's your favorite hairdo you ever had, Mike? I don't know. It, it's tough to say. So recently, recently, I had some cornrows right after the TBT. That's I what I'm trying to get them. at. Yeah, so I, I would say in college, I, I kept it pretty, pretty clean pretty clean. You were high and tight. College. Yeah, high and tight. That's what a clink always said. I was high and tight all, all of college. Um, and then overseas, I think I kind of got a little shaggy. I kind of just got in with the trend, grew up my beard a little bit, yeah. and just kind of just let myself go. And then TBT came. Oh, you were all out, out there, TBT. Yeah, no, I was out, and I said headband, and we'll just see what goes on. And then I got <laughs> done with that, and I'm like, I need to switch it up. I went with the cornrows look for a couple of weeks and sh shaved my sides real short and. And I don't know. We might we might be seeing the cornrows come back when I head overseas. That that would be awesome. Why not? Hey, if you can pull it off, pull yeah. it off. You be you. That's what I'm saying. All right. I don't know. How, I have three left. There's a there's three good ones. I'm gonna do yep. this one. Fortnite. You and Reed. Who's better? You guys had me. your you, you <laughs> did. You're flat out you. Easy. Yeah, no, it's it's me. But the thing is, is we both we went through a stage where we were both really good, like high level together, and then Reed kind of stopped playing. I just kept playing. I know, like, if you were to ask like Modern Warfare, me or Reed, like Reed would just kick my butt in Modern Warfare. So we we each got our own rights to those video games. But no, I I, I consistently still play Fortnite, and and I'm 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 at the top of my game. So question okay. B of that question: Have you guys played the person who won the Fortnite? thing at the auction we have we we played with them uh, a couple weeks ago actually oh really how'd yep, that go yep we did it, it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun i think i don't remember i think we ended up getting second place like two or three times we could never get over the hump but but we told them we told them we, we'll try to hop on with them one more time and, and yeah. see if we can get a dub I, I thought that was a really cool auction item for you know because obviously a parent's gonna buy it for their kid and I, that's what my I next question was i bid on it but that was my next question. Kid, Did some dad buy it for his fourteen-year-old kid, or? I think it was. Well, the the kid was uh, the family's from like Louisiana. I want to say. 
Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, so it was it was out of state, which was pretty which was pretty cool. But no, I, I remember uh, the mom messaged me after and just thanked us and said it was kind of like a, a birthday gift, or, or I don't remember what it was, but they're glad they were able to do it and and it made his day. And I mean, it was obviously when Reed texted me the first time and said, "Yeah, they're going to do a, a Fortnite game, like hour of gaming with you and me," and I said, "Oh, that's that's pretty unique and pretty cool. Something that I think you know a lot of a lot of parents will like just because it's." It's something, you know, their kids can connect with us and, and be able to just kind of interact. Yeah. And the funny part about that is I was an ambassador for the auction, and Reed was too, and I was kicking everybody's butt doing the tweets and getting everybody. All of a sudden, Reed goes, I'm playing Fortnite with Dom Bid here. All of a sudden, it was like, see ya. Over, over. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not beating Telly on this one. <laughs> no, that was probably one of the coolest, unique things. I guarantee you, for yeah. all of us, I didn't even, I wasn't even a bit on it. I'm like, I would just love to see this. I, that's... I, I, I bid on it, but then I had bought a few other things. In we bought a few things, <laughs> yeah. So question was, yeah. four can lead into five if you answer this correctly. What's a better gift? You raising the roof or Bo Brown on the bench jumping with the towel yelling, let's go. That's always been NCAA March Madness. I gotta go. I gotta go with Bo Brown. With okay. Bo Brown, we yeah. thought, we thought you were gonna say that. See, that's why. Okay, I thought that. So, what's a better Bo Brown's gift or Bo Brown jumping off a dock, slamming a beer, and making it national? <laughs> no, no. But Bo Brown gift with the towel is way better. Like I told Bo, I'm like, I'm like, Bo, you're trying to be too cool and like get social media famous, doing some, doing some like some white girl drinking trend, <laughs> and and. And uh, I joked with him about that, but no, I mean I'm glad he got the the video went viral. Um, but you can't beat you can't beat that March Madness. No. him jumping up with the towel, his pure like you can just tell the pure emotion he has in his face. Um, that 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 gift is forever like uh, just legendary. Yeah. And, you know that's that's the funnest part. I mean you can give the guy he sat there for all of his years and just was a hell of a teammate. You know all the way through. <laughs> But I, the whole you you as who you are, you know the minute Bo Brown goes into a game, you know you're smiling and you're like, "Yep, Bo's in." That's good for that kid. No, like you said, you know, Bo Bo was one of the best teammates that I've had my entire life. Um, I never not a, I don't think my entire college career that I was with him did I see a day where he was upset about something or complaining about something. Uh, that dude had a smile on his fake face walking into every 6 a.m. workout or conditioning we were doing. We were always laughing about something. And, you know, he always jokes, you know, when he created the Summit League uh, bench walk. warmer of the year, yep. or walk, on, walk on of the year. Um, and he, like, posted his stats, 10,000 high fives, 10,000 stand-up claps. Um, you know, that's just, but that's just Bo, you know, he makes the, the most out of every situation. And, and he's just a, a fantastic guy. And, you know, like, the way that he is around people, like he just succeeds in what he does, and and he doesn't have to do anything special. He just makes it work with what he has. No, that's and and yeah, he was just a just a good dude, and just made everything a lot of fun for the fans, and it looked like for the for the team. So. Oh, he was he loosened. You could tell he was just there to loosen the bench, do all the stuff, and uh, you know that's that's the funnest part about your years at SGSU was just the group of guys you guys had. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. No, we've had we've had great 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 teams go through that program, and obviously it was fun for us. Yeah. 
Well, we uh, we don't need to take too much more of your time. Um, so we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate getting to uh, chat with you. Uh, good luck heading over to Spain here on Friday. Uh, stay safe over there, and uh, if an opportunity allows, we'll we'll maybe try and catch up with you when you're over there. They say I'm 40 and I can't own a jersey. You darn wrong. I will own a jersey and I'll rock that if you get on the NBA team, buddy. <laughs> I like it. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a it was a fun interview. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate you, Mike. Yep. Thank you, guys. And that was Mike Dom telling us all about uh, his uh, where he's going to be, where he's at now, and where he's been. Uh, great interview. We really appreciate Mike taking the time to to come on to our podcast and do that with us. Um, and wish him all the success uh, this upcoming year in Spain and hopefully soon in the NBA. Oh, absolutely. Love the Dominator. Every, Love to talk yeah, to him again. Everybody loves the Dominator. Mount Rushmore of, of, of SDSU basketball players. Absolutely. So, as the Dominator would appreciate, go big. Go blue. Go Jack. Hey, thank you, for everybody, for listening. If you, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends. If you don't, don't tell anybody. Just act like it never happened.